Good morning, I'm Kinsey Moreland in for Annika Colbert. It is Wednesday, October 6th. More on that massive oil spill off our California coastline, plus local leaders' efforts at putting an end to offshore drilling. That's all later in the show. First, your local headlines. The 101 Ash Street saga continues. Investigators with the San Diego County District Attorney's Office served search warrants yesterday at the headquarters of Hughes Marino and Sistera Development. Both of those real estate brokers have been linked to the city's much-debated lease-to-own deal for the 101 Ash Street building in downtown San Diego. And last night, the County Board of Supervisors unanimously approved a local plan for Afghan refugee housing and resettlement here. The plan was proposed by Supervisor Joel Anderson. The board also directed the county to work with Congress to use frozen Taliban assets to pay for Afghan refugee resettlement efforts. An estimated 58,000 Afghans are expected to arrive in the United States in coming months. More eviction protections are on the way. The San Diego City Council approved Mayor Todd Gloria's proposal to establish a $5 million legal defense fund. The fund will help struggling tenants potentially facing eviction due to non-payment of rent during the pandemic. The legal aid program was approved yesterday and will come from federal coronavirus aid funds. From KBBS, you are listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of that local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. A waiting game is underway. It involves that massive oil spill drifting south from the ocean off neighboring Huntington Beach. KPBS reporter John Carroll looks at the chances that the spill will make its way to our coastline here in San Diego. As around-the-clock efforts to clean up the oil continue on land as well as on and under the water, officials are keeping a close eye on the oil's movement. Tuesday afternoon, they said fisheries as far south as San Clemente were closed. On KPBS Midday Edition, the environmental director of the San Diego Surfrider Foundation, Pete Stoffer, was asked about the chances the oil could make it down here. It certainly could. You know, that's going to depend on on wind and currents uh, in the coming days uh, and also will depend on how effective uh, the current efforts to contain the spill are. Stoffer says there is legislation pending in Congress to ban any more offshore drilling. And he says existing rigs should be shut down as swiftly and safely as possible. 
And on that note of ending offshore oil drilling, at least here in California, that was the focus yesterday for a local congressman whose district stretches north, not far from the spill zone. Here's KPBS's Alexandra Rangel with more on Congressman Mike Levin's proposal. Ban all offshore drilling, period. Representative Mike Levin says it's time to pass the American Coast and Oceans Protection Act, a bill he introduced to Congress back in May. At a Tuesday press conference at Moonlight Beach, Levin said traces of toxic oil from the Orange County oil spill could eventually affect North County beaches. It's inevitable that as the uh, oil moves south uh, that uh, some de minimis amount will get down here, but the real question is how much and when. Levin says it's time to phase out existing drilling along the West Coast as it poses a threat not only to the environment, but to hundreds of businesses along the coast. So this oil spill off the Orange County coast hasn't just covered our nearby beaches with tar balls. It's also threatening to destroy ecologically sensitive areas. KPCC science reporter Jacob Margolis has more. Wetlands in Huntington Beach, which have been carefully restored and maintained since the 1990s, are now inundated with oil, and they're critical for coastal life. Over the next week, scientists will get an idea of just how badly damaged the ecosystem is. But the true test is time. Ten years as a good restoration time frame for wetlands is completely reasonable. Christine Whitcraft is a wetland ecologist at Cal State Long Beach. Everything from bacteria to the plants that grow there to the fish that spawn could have their life cycles disrupted. So San Diego is the only major city in all of California that offers free trash pickup for single-family homes. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says one council member hopes to change that and save the city millions of dollars. San Diego apartment buildings and businesses have to pay for private trash and recycling pickup, while single-family homes get it for free from the city government. That's because of a century-old rule called the People's Ordinance. It can only be changed by voters. A recent report found the system will cost taxpayers $235 million over the next five years, money that City Councilmember Sean Ela Rivera says should be spent on higher priorities. Ensuring that we have streetlight repair that meets the speed and efficiency that San Diegans want. Ensuring that our parks and libraries aren't on the chopping block at budget season. This isn't going to fix all of our budget problems, but it's an important part of it. Ela Rivera is willing to touch what has long been a third rail in San Diego politics by asking voters to approve fees for trash pickup. The San Diego District Attorney has filed sex abuse charges against two theater teachers. This after years of allegations of sexual abuse at the Christian Youth Theater in El Cajon. KBBS education reporter M.G. Perez has details. 40-year-old Brad Christian Davis and 34-year-old David Hott are former teachers at the Christian Youth Theater campus in El Cajon. Both are now charged by the San Diego District Attorney with felony sexual abuse of students there in incidents dating back to 2010. Loxy Gant is the former CYT student and teacher now advocating for victims. We do believe that this is a start into showing what was really going on behind the scenes at Christian Youth Theater. And what was going on? 
a whole bevy of abuse. CYT has five other campuses in San Diego County and locations nationwide. These charges only concern the El Cajon headquarters, and police are asking any other victims to come forward. San Diego's tourism industry is inching back from the crushing COVID-19 lockdowns, but a complete recovery remains on the distant horizon. KBBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has the details. The San Diego Convention Center is the backbone of the city's tourism industry, but the facility was an early casualty of COVID-19. We have not had convention business uh, since the spring of 2020 until it resumed again in August of 2021. In that interim period, what you saw was something unprecedented. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria says the facility served as a homeless shelter and a safe haven for migrants. The taxpayer-owned structure wasn't generating tax revenue for 17 months. San Diego Tourism Chief Julie Coker says the shutdowns were devastating for the hospitality sector. It's not going to be an overnight fix. We're definitely in for the long haul before tourism returns. Coker hopes convention business will lay the groundwork for a solid year in the hospitality industry. Coming up, a program called SDSU Fuerte has received a $15 million grant from the National Institute of Health to research and find solutions to Latino community health disparities. That story after a quick break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The Latinx community is disproportionately impacted by health disparities, from environmental injustice to a lack of healthcare access. Long-standing issues have created health challenges like obesity and even cancer. Well, now a program called SDSU Fuerte has received a $15 million grant from the National Institute of Health to research and find solutions to those health disparities. Maria Luisa Zuniga, a professor at the SDSU School of Social Work, joined KPBS Midday Edition host Jade Heinemann to talk about the effort. So can you tell us more about the SDSU Fuerte program and why the National Institutes of Health said they selected the program for this grant? San Diego State University has a very strong track record in health disparities research to promote Latinx and minority health. So over the course of many years, uh, our researchers have devoted many hours and time 
to reducing health disparities and really understanding some of the nuances that are are important to uh, Latinx and minority health. So uh, we're very proud. Fuerte, which means strong in Spanish, faculty united towards excellence in research and transformational engagement. We were funded by NIH because we're also home to Latinx cancer disparities researchers, uh, specialists in environmental health, obesity, and addiction and HIV. These are all the types of areas and health problems that deeply impact Latinos both at regionally and nationwide. And the research on Latinx disparities will be conducted by a group of 11 new faculty members. Talk to me about the reasons for recruiting new faculty members to do this research. Absolutely. So this is uh, probably a once in a lifetime opportunity to select and reach out to some of the best researchers across the nation with a passion for Latinx health and a research focus area in the areas of either cancer, uh, environmental health, nutrition, um, activities and health disparities in Latinx health. So it's really a golden opportunity to elevate the work that we've already been doing by hiring a group of individuals who will come in and be part of our community. My role will be to help provide the supports that researchers need, including researchers from underrepresented groups. And there's a tradition, and it's unfortunate, but many times uh, because there are fewer researchers from underrepresented groups, Latinx, Black, other underrepresented communities, we need to make a stronger effort at supporting these researchers to succeed, especially because of their specialization in minority health and reducing health disparities. Three of the faculty members will be working from the university's Imperial Valley campus. Do Imperial Valley Latinx residents face more health disparities than those in other areas? The disparities they face are different because of their environment. So environmentally, we, you know, when we should really think about uh, San Diego State University's program will be across the border, which is very exciting. Imperial Valley is an agricultural area, and it is next to uh, the capital of Baja California, Mexico. So the dynamics and the region itself is different. The exposures as, as well, the environmental exposures may be different in this area so that a focus on environment will allow us to really understand better where might be the best places to intervene and support the best health of individuals and communities living in the Imperial Valley. And 85% of Imperial County residents identify as Hispanic or Latino. How big is the community in San Diego County and is it growing? Yes, so San Diego County is about a third Latino, 34% according to the last census estimates. And we're just under California, uh, which is almost 40%, so 39% Latinos. In San Diego, we are growing. And also, I think there's an important element of the vibrancy of being a border community. So we have a very vibrant relationship with Tijuana and our institutions to the south. And just that cross-border mobility is part of who we are as well. So really understanding that not only is Latinx health in the region 
uh, impacted by our own or, or the, the communities, but that our community is really broader. And what are some of the disparities among Latinx households across both counties that we know exist? So certainly we learned, if nothing else, that COVID exposed, the, the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic exposed, and it sort of took this blanket off of what health disparities is really looking in and what are some of the issues of health disparities in Latinx communities. So Regionally, we have high levels of uninsured. Uh, nationally, about uh, half of Latinx families have private insurance compared to 75% in Latinx whites. Uh, we have high levels of obesity and low physical activity in both parts of the region. Imperial Valley suffers tremendously from uh, diabetes and other uh, chronic diseases that can be prevented through better lifestyle, nutrition, and exercise. Um, we also have a disproportionate number of uh, cancers relating to stomach and liver cancers among Latinas in Latinx uh, women in our region, we also have a high level of uh, human papillomavirus and cervical cancers. And this is uh, very concerning because it has to do with a lack of access to care and low participation in screening for cervical cancer. Uh, so this, in addition to asthma and, as you'd mentioned, environmental exposures, these are all areas of incredible need for research and interventions to improve community health. And overall, how do you hope this fund will have an impact on Latinx health disparities regionally, nationally, and globally? Well, this is very exciting because it is an opportunity to bring a group of individuals that in and of themselves have a lifelong passion towards reducing health disparities in the Latinx community. So if we can think about this as energizing and working in synergy with the foundation that San Diego State University already has in addressing health disparities and, and our high-level research capacity, this is just an opportunity to really launch and make a significant step towards bolstering our efforts to promote the full health of Latinx and other underserved communities. And that was Maria Luisa Zuniga, a professor at the SDSU School of Social Work, talking with KPBS Midday Edition host Jade Heinemann. And that is the show for today. I love making these cameos in this here podcast feed. But if you want to keep up with me, make sure to find and follow the Port of Entry podcast that I produce for KPBS. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are gearing up for a new season launching October 13th. Thanks for listening. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.